Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Planted firmly in cheek, audio courtesy of Keyshawn Johnson and WWL in New Orleans. It is a rainy morning here in New York. If you're watching us on ESPN News, that's the Ambrose ship right out in front of the South Street Seaport where Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin airs every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Jay will be back with us tomorrow morning. Look forward to having him here. There has been so much talk about Drew Brees and the possible decline key at the age of 41, 41 and done, as some people have said. He's already got a TV job. How much longer is it going to go? But they said, listen, you got a pretty fortified group. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, your nephew, nephew when he's back. Allegedly. And allegedly. He's definitely your nephew, but yes. allegedly had some discipline. <laughs> yes. An issue with the teammate in practice, didn't play, and he's obviously had the ankle injury. But when you have that sort of core, a uh, receiver that caught 149 balls last year, most in a single season in league history. A quarterback that's seen it all, done it all. A running back that can do it all. You'll be fine. But I got to ask you this before we get to the Chargers, because they opened some eyes last night, even in a fourth consecutive defeat, as strange as it sounds, because of their quarterback. You know, the Saints have three wins. They beat Tom Brady before the Bucks looked as good as the Bucks do, understanding the Bucks stubbed their toe last Thursday in Chicago. But, eh, I don't know what kind of Bucks team that was. They also defeated the Chargers, who were 1-4. And they also defeated the Lions that are one and three. I mean, those are, I, I know you always say, what do you want them to do? Go play the Ravens and the Chiefs. I mean, I get it, but it's one of those things where, you know. I only play what you put in front of me. They're three and two, and I, I don't, I don't think they're you, back. You do understand many people sat in seats last year and talked about the San Francisco 49ers every single week about who they played. True. And all they did was wind up in the Super Bowl. True. So you only play who you play. For many years, the New England Patriots people ridiculed and criticized them for running through the AFC East. They only wind up in the Super Bowl. New Orleans is a better football team. There's no question about it when Michael Thomas is on that football field. And I'm not saying that because it's my nephew. I mean, my eyes tell me that just like it tells you and everybody else. Missing him has slowed down their offense, and I believe it has slowed down Drew Brees to a degree. Because when you have someone that you trust out there making plays on a consistent basis – you call plays different if you're Sean Payton. You do things differently. You don't try to get as cute, see, as they were last night. And I think when you when you look at that, getting him back in that lineup is extremely important to New Orleans' future. Yeah, if you missed the story, obviously he's had an ankle injury, and then there was supposedly an altercation allegedly at allegedly. with the third-year safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's. We will see what happens to the Saints Moving forward, you mentioned slowing down. Speaking of slowing down in seven minutes, we'll talk to Teron Davenport. He's our ESPN Titans reporter. The real reason we want to talk to Teron, of course, is the Titans have basically practiced one time since September 27th. They have last played a game September 27th. Think about that, folks. September 27th. They'll play the Bills tonight on Tuesday Night Football, 7 Eastern kick. We'll talk about it uh, tomorrow. Let's talk a little bit about the Chargers. They're 1-4, making that long flight back to Los Angeles. They should be there by now. They are there by now. Although, although you know, it's one of those situations where you land, you think to yourself, we, we got a quarterback. We really got a quarterback. But right now, we don't have much to show for it. And, and, and that's true. Uh, when you look at it, he took over in week two for Tyrod Taylor because Tyrod had an unfortunate incident where he got a puncture in his lung with a needle that they were trying to get some ribs taken care of. Um, he goes in. He plays well against the Kansas City Chiefs. They have an opportunity to win that football game. Kansas City's kicking like 58-yard field goals to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah. then you go on to week three, four, Tampa Bay, five, New Orleans. But Justin Herbert's played like a guy who's seen this before. And I know a lot of people, 
you know, picked his game apart in college. He was never really underneath the center. That was an issue. Uh, his his long strides, getting out of of getting back out underneath the center, that was a problem. Can he be as accurate as he has been in the NFL? That was a problem. Only thing he continues to keep doing is showing everybody I was the top quarterback in my mind in the NFL draft. He didn't. He became the third guy behind Joe Burrow and Tua. And so when you look at him, he's giving the Chargers fans a lot of hope. Uh, I, I question them drafting a young quarterback. I thought that they should have gone out, and I had Anthony Lynn on my radio show out in L.A., and I know Coach Lynn, obviously, from coaching me with the Cowboys and, and part of the family of the Bill Parcells, and we talked about the Cam Newton situation, and we talked about drafting a young quarterback. I thought for that team in the makeup before they lost Dorwin James and and, and some of the other injuries that they've had, getting a veteran like Cam Newton would kick them and push them right up against Kansas City, even though Kansas City had won the Super Bowl. But they elected not to do it and go with Tyrod Taylor, which I'm okay with because he had familiarity with the organization and, and with the Chargers. He also was with Coach Lynn in Buffalo. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. They draft Justin Herbert, and then now it was like, okay, I get it, you drafted him, so now what? When are you going to finally play him? He was forced into the lineup in week two, and he hasn't looked back since. He made it very difficult for the organization to make any decisions to go back to Tyrod Taylor. And I've always told young guys that I've been around in my playing days is make it hard because I'm going to make it hard on you. To replace me, I'm going to make it real hard. Put him in a bind. Make him make a tough choice. We should also mention, even though I know the Chargers defense does deserve some respect and some credit for this, listen, the kid had a 17-point lead against Tom Brady and a 17-point lead against Drew Brees in consecutive games. That ain't bad. You know, and Gus Bradley, who's a defensive coordinator with the Chargers, who was the former defensive coordinator in Seattle with the Seahawks before being the head coach down in Jacksonville, right. I, it – I just don't know where his his defense is right now. He's done a ter- terrific job in the past with the defense for the Chargers, but this year they keep surrendering these Atlanta Falcon type leads. <laughs> Fair enough. Nobody Not wants- that they're going anywhere like the Atlanta crew, but no. you know. No, no doubt about it. Once again, we'll talk about Tuesday night football and the Bills and the Titans in three minutes, but first Dak Prescott. Uh, obviously, everybody knows the fallout, the injury, the four- to six-month recovery. Everybody sort of knows essentially what he had on the line, betting on himself, playing on the franchise tag for about $31.4 million this year, as opposed to taking a $100 million deal, which supposedly uh, was offered. And everybody sort of said, hey, bet on yourself. He had played about as well as any Cowboy quarterback through the first four games statistically in the history of the franchise. That says something, but obviously then the injury happened. Stephen Jones, the COO of the Cowboys' key was on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, a radio station that he does a normal appearance on. And when asked if the Cowboys plan to alter their situation at the quarterback position in light of the injury to Dak Prescott, this is Jones, quote, absolutely not, absolutely not. He's our future. He specially went on to say on the radio station, quote, if anyone can overcome anything, it'll be Dak. This is something our doctors feel good that he'll overcome and he'll come back better than ever. But there's a lot of wrinkles in this story. If the Cowboys continue to fade and get a high-level draft pick and a couple great quarterbacks are out there, and Dak is out there dangling, but he's an unrestricted free agent, could be very interesting. It, it could be, but I, I just, you know, he's injured, his ankle. Um, it's going to be four to six months. They, they're gonna, they've already operated. He's already basically rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he comes back healthy. I, I do. I think, he, I think because I believe in the doctors in Dallas, 
I believe in the, the training staff in Dallas. I've been around those guys. They've been there. Jim Maurer and those guys have been there forever. So I, I believe in them. Um, but there's always a what if, right? There's always a what if it does not, a uh, body doesn't take to the healing process the way that others do. And the Cowboys somehow don't win the division and somehow wind up getting a top five pick. And then they start to look at it from a business perspective of, do we want to pay that Prescott a long-term contract or, or, or franchise tag him to get a look-see? Or um, as we're sitting here and there's much, like you mentioned, there's the Trevor Lawrence's that's sitting there, which a lot of people think would go one overall. We'll see. Or Justin Fields, which a lot of people think is a top five pick. Or, or the kid from um, North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. He's there, and he looks good in his private workouts. And then all of a sudden, you have a quarterback log jam, and you're looking at the numbers where you're saying 30-plus guaranteed money for the number one or top five pick right. versus $40 million a year times however many years they give him when we don't really know what he is because of the ankle, but we got to trust our doctors that that's the, that's the kind of stuff that is crazy, you know, and that's why I wish he would have just signed something where we wouldn't even be having this type of conversation. It's a fascinating point because if key's number is on the money with the $30 million to say for number one overall pick, whoever it happens to be. And this year, Dak is making 31.4. You get the kid on a rookie deal for less than you're paying Dak. But it isn't even the number one overall. And that top five, that number slotted in those 30 somewhere. You Mm -hmm. know, it's in there somewhere. But think about it. You can get the guy for four or five years for the cost of getting Dak for one. And then to your point, what kind of Dak are you getting? Hopefully fully recovered. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. That'll include Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The NBA's all-time leading scorer, the cap, Mr. Skyhook. He will join us at 9.40 this morning, the six-time NBA champion, five with the Lakers. But we'll head to the Shell Pennzoil performance line right now to talk to Teron Davenport. He covers the Titans 24-7, 365 for ESPN. All right, Teron, put the reporter hat on first. We're going to talk about a lot of things. The very latest on all the morning testing that they've had to go through in Tennessee to get this game going tonight. What do you have for us? Well, yeah, a great morning just got even better because the Titans got zero positive tests back. Tuesday night football is on, so that's the latest, and it's going to be a great opportunity to see some football for yet another day. I'm excited, man. It's been a while since I covered a game, so I can't wait. September 27th. Yeah. Tuesday night football in the future of the NFL. No? <laughs> hey, right? They'll, they'll look at this and go, hey, ratings are great. Let's try it. Uh, what should we expect? What should we expect from the Titans tonight? I think it's really going to be a lot of ground and pound. That's their MO regardless. But when you look at the receiving core that they have, Corey Davis is out. Adam Humphreys is not likely to be back. And then one of their other reserve guys, Cam uh, Batson, he's not likely to be back either. All three of those guys are on the reserve COVID list. So it's going to be interesting. If they could get A.J. Brown back, that will allow them to pass the ball a little bit more. But I would say just a lot of running the football, they're going to need to shorten this game because that Bills offense, I said it before, they're looking a lot like that 90 Bills, you know, Andre Reid and, and, and those cats putting up 30-plus a game. That's what's going on now. So you, you want to just get the ball out of their hands and just control the game, especially for a team that hasn't played in a bit. 
the the best thing that they could do is run the football. That's their their mo anyway. You mentioned having played since September 27th, which is a long ways away to tonight's game. What type of practices have they had, given the fact that they've had in and out of the building, such a long layoff? I'm interested to know how they've been preparing. Yeah, well, they had one workout that stirred up a lot of controversy outside of the building on September 30th. But in all seriousness, they went back into the building. And uh, on Saturday, they had a walkthrough kind of a walkthrough. They went over first, second, and third down situations. And then on, on, on Sunday, they were able to uh, have another practice. But Monday, they, they had one also. So it just had been a, a series of, of walkthroughs. Uh, the Sunday practice was actually an hour and 45 minutes, and that one was kind of kept on the hush because that was when they, they had the positive test. But they were still able to do that with distancing and they did it outdoors. Saturday they were indoors. So they haven't really gotten to do the actual game week that, that you normally do uh, for preparation. It's been a lot of film study, but that the problem with that is your classroom learning isn't enhanced by getting on the field and actually acting out the assignments that are given to you. So it's going to be a tough goal for them you know, to, to make it happen, but they're not making any excuses, and I respect that. Teron Davenport, ESPN's NFL uh, analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. What have what other moves have the Titans made to avoid another outbreak? Well, they started with moving twenty six to thirty lockers out of the locker room and and into the bubble. They distanced the meeting rooms because they had meeting rooms in the bubble also but they've distanced the, the chairs to up to uh, eight feet from, from six feet apart. There aren't any chairs or tables in the cafeteria, and I'm sure as a former player, knowing that that cafeteria, that's a gathering spot, you can't do that anymore. So it's just grab and go. Those are the major changes. They had a, a, an air filter system, a, a HEPA air filter system placed in, in the cafeteria as well as in the locker room. Those are things, and they're just very, very uptight about the mask enforcement. Really, one of the issues were there were some guys who didn't have it covering their nose, so you have to tell them to, to you know, pull the mask up. But that's something that they're enforcing even more heavily. So those are some changes. Some of the guys have started to wear the, the mask that uh, on the practice field, the, the mask, that, that protective shield underneath the face mask. So that's another change as well. And there may be more to come, depending on how this thing all shakes out. That's ESPN Titans reporter Teron Davenport. Teron, enjoy the game tonight. We'll look for your work tomorrow on ESPN.com. No doubt. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Anytime. That's Teron Davenport. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, Key. So Glad you follow up with reporter because I call him an analyst. Yes. Glad you caught that. Yeah, he's all over the Titans. And this is obviously a story the NFL will all be over tonight because it's a nationally televised game. Standalone. And as Key said, if this goes well and the numbers come back good. (laughs) They'll be like, ah, in our spring meeting, we discovered that Tuesday night, we may want to look at Tuesday night as well. Yes. You never know with the NFL, right? Thursday, the late Saturday games during the season, late in the season, of course, Sunday and Monday as well. All right. Back to the here and now for tonight's Tuesday night game. Um, you heard Teron say they changed their practice routine just a little bit. Obviously, they were forced to under the circumstances and frankly haven't had many practice sessions at all. What did you learn 
from what Tehran said and how the Titans might be able to navigate this. Now you kind of know what they've been able to do and not do. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see because when you've had this time off since September 27 till tonight, that's a long time. Yeah. You haven't gotten a lot of work, football acclimated things. I mean, it's yes, it's one thing to, to do Zoom and virtual learning, but it's another to be in the classroom and actually be right there in the face of the players and the coaches having real conversations on the board, paying attention where you at home, you, yeah, you might got your laptop up on zoom, but you so distracted with everything else around you. Are you really paying attention to the game plan? The speed of the game? Yes. A couple weeks off, you're going to have to get used to the speed of the game. Now the first half is probably going to be sloppy for him. And I expect that I expect for it to be kind of rough around the edges. So to speak, by the time they get into the second half, into the fourth quarter, you may see that style of football that we've seen from the Titans in the past. But in the beginning of the game, I'm expecting for it to be a little rough. And we should also mention that, obviously, today is October 13th. So we're talking 16 days. If you really want to talk about a long time off, we how much give the time exact off? days. <laughs> it's, that's a lot, though, right? 16 no, days of virtual inactivity. Never mind having, like, a couple bye weeks. At least you're out there. You're not doing much. On the other side, for Buffalo, they were planning to play Kansas City on Thursday since this game was originally scheduled for Sunday, then moved to Monday, then moved to today. Their game with the Chiefs has been moved to next week. So for the Bills, even though they've been waiting, they're going to be on a short week next week, even if it won't be Thursday. So they've got issues to deal with on the other side. Speaking of the Bills, though, Josh Allen has given them a great opportunity. These are two undefeated teams. Obviously, Buffalo's played one extra game. What are you expecting to see or what do you want to see from Allen tonight? Well, I want to see the same things I've been seeing. It's a nationally televised game. The only nationally, other nationally televised game was last year on a Sunday night, I think in week 15. By then, eh. But now this is your stage. You're the only, the only quarterback that people are paying attention to that's playing tonight. There, nobody's talking about Tannehill as an MVP candidate. This is an opportunity for those that have not had the opportunity to see him play to display his arm talent. Uh, and, and when you look at it, I think, the, quite frankly, the, the rest of the country that are following the Buffalo Bills or not following the Buffalo Bills want to see what this team is really all about because there's so much noise about them overtaking the New England Patriots within the conference, I mean, within the division. Right. This is an opportunity tonight to do that, to show your defense, to show that I'm a real quarterback. I just didn't have a handful of great games and people are now pushing me into the conversation of Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson as this MVP candidate. So take me inside. How does somebody that's known as being maybe a little bit wild, maybe a little reckless, the gunslinger, Brett Favre mentality, that's kind of what people have thought of Allen in his first couple of years in the league. Clearly he's become a much more refined player this year. Granted, Yeah, well, he's young. So what has been the difference? I mean, how has he been able to turn it from that reputation to the more complete player we're seeing now? Well, I think you start off by the acquiring uh, Stefan Diggs from the Minnesota Vikings. They acquired Stefan Diggs to help the young quarterback have a viable option at receiver outside of Cole Beasley. When, so when you look at that, you got a real true number one threat on the perimeter for you. So it makes you feel much more comfortable. You don't have to put everything on your shoulders. Plus, the defense is playing lights out. And when the defense is playing lights out like that, you now have an opportunity to just be not necessarily a, a, the driver of the bus, but a little more than the driver of the bus. You're the driver of the bus, but you're also the guy putting the luggage underneath the bus. And that's where he's at right now. So he's sort of multitasking, doing whatever is needed at any given moment. It's hard to argue with everything 
you just said there. And the biggest... Yeah, I haven't rode a bus with luggage under in a long time, Z. <laughs> just so that you know. <laughs> and I'm sure you didn't pull it out from underneath the gray, either. The gray dog. I haven't been on the gray dog since I was a kid. Greyhound. Shout out to Greyhound. Sponsorship <laughs> opportunity if you want. It's out there. Key just mentioned. He gave you some free pub. Come on. Still to come. One's gotta go. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One of these dudes, or one of these teams, or whatever the category, has got to go. Let's start with NFL starting quarterbacks. Key one of these has got to go. Jimmy Garoppolo, Philip Rivers, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Kirk Cousins? Uh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers has got to go. I mean, Jimmy G just went to the Super Bowl a year ago. Kirk Cousins is, I mean, he's there long term right now for the next three years. And Fitzy plays well. I mean, Fitzy is Fitzy. He dials it up. But when you look at Philip Rivers, man, he just, I don't know, dog. He just turned the ball over, he pick machine, throwing the ball back across his body, like things that he should know better. I mean, he's been in the league forever, like some of the stuff. But I think he's just having fun this year, and he doesn't really, you know, at the end, he's like, well, whatever. One year, $25 million. He says as soon as he's done, he wants to go coach some high school football. So he's already got uh, plan B going. It might be time. A couple to, months. Yeah, it might be time to get there for spring ball. Spring ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a little twist on this. Instead of one's got to go, uh, one's got to stay um, between Jimmy G, Rivers, Fitzpatrick, and Cousins. As you referenced, this isn't exactly the most sterling quartet. I'm, I'm cool with Fitzy, right? He's going to give me my little five games a year, some magic, Fitz magic. I think I can live with that. All right, breaking the rules. Good stuff. All right, let's go to little NBA. Western Conference contenders moving ahead next year. One's got to go. The Nuggets, the new look Warriors, remember, Clay and Steph will be back. Lakers or Clippers? The Nuggets. Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets was cool. It was cute. They beat, they they, they popped the Clippers and got to us, and we, everybody was like, oh, man, they, they going crazy on y'all. It's like, no, nah, man, we getting ready to take care of them. Eastern Conference contenders, one's got to go. Celtics, Nets. Bucks, Sixers. You know, I, I like Philly because of Doc Rivers. So I'm gonna say the Bucks, unless they go out and do something, I, I do something to help out Middleton and help out Giannis. They're gonna have to go for me. Yep. Keep in mind, of course, Toronto and Miami will be in that mix as contenders, but that who Key says has got to go. All right, undefeated teams, the next to lose essentially. So these are the teams without a blemish. One of them could be off the list tonight if Key wants to do it. Packers, Seahawks, Steelers, Bills. Bills play tonight. The Titans are undefeated, too. They're not on the list. They're 3-0. and Those other teams oh, are all 4-0. and But we could throw Bills. the Titans on there. Bills. Bills could be the first. They're going to be the first off. All right, so the Bills are 4-0. So you're saying the Titans will be 4-0 tonight. Well, it could be tonight or it could be another game, but they'll be the first off. Okay, so we'll mark Buffalo off there. Receiving yard leaders. 
DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Robbie Anderson, Calvin Ridley, all spectacular receivers key, but one's got to go. These are the top four in receiving yards this year in the NFL so far. So you asking me, uh, I'm going to take off Calvin Ridley. Okay. I'm going to take him off because if Julio Jones was healthy, right. Calvin Ridley wouldn't be getting the targets and the touches. Yeah. Where Robbie Anderson is clearly the number one guy in Carolina, and DK Metcalf is the number one guy in Seattle as well as DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona. You've got to take off number four, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, revelation. All right, so we go from receiving leaders to rushing leaders. These are your top four in the NFL. One's got to go. Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley, Aaron Jones. Man, Todd Gurley, I was shocked rebirth? I was shocked to see Jeez. that. I would take Todd off the list. And the reason I'm taking him off, because Atlanta's 0-5, and, you know, like, I think the changes are coming offensively. They're going to try to do something a little different. Aaron Jones, he has uh, Aaron Rodgers with him, Josh Jacobs, and what the Raiders are starting to do is run him a little bit more. Cars playing really well. And then Delvin Cook is certainly earning his money right now. And that's one's got to go. As Key mentioned this morning, the big question we've been asking you on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or at Key J and Z. Big question of the morning, your Lakers Mount Rushmore. And as Key said emphatically this morning, if one's got to go, it ain't going to be Kobe Bean Bryant. But there are so many great people to put on the list. Kobe, Shaq, Kareem, who will join us here Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yes, joining us in six minutes. Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, James Worthy, whoever you wanted to put on that particular list. You can only fit four. Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Richard is in the epicenter. He is in Los Angeles, and he's on ESPN Radio this morning. Good morning. Hey, morning, guys. Yeah. Who's your Mount How Rushmore? You Good. What's How are up, you? Rich? Uh, well, you know what? My Mount Rushmore was, I mean, it's, you guys are saying that, you know, four, I, I just think we're, we have to add. We have to, you know, our mountains is too big. We have to add one more. Because, like I said, if you go out to Staples Center now, we already have four. We have Jerry West. We have Magic. We have Kareem. And, uh, oh, I'm getting stuck here. And uh, Shaq. And we have Shaq, of course. So, like I said, the one that's missing and we need is Kobe. Kobe, most definitely. Uh, I don't think we need to take anybody down. They're well-deserved. And, like I said, we just need to add our mountains. And that's just. You know, what I got to say. Great stuff. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, he said it. You've said it. Uh, Kobe's an untouchable. An yeah. untouchable. Yeah. No, it's it. But three of them are untouchables. Including our guest that'll be here in it's about five a, minutes. The cap, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, is untouchable. Okay. Like, who are you going to put in front of the cap? No, nobody. Nobody. Even even all-time greats in the NBA. Who are you literally putting in front of Kareem? Nobody's When you have points. a conversation right. about the NBA, it better start. With Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I'm not saying this because he's coming on our show. Right. I mean, if you know anything about basketball in the history of basketball, how could you not? They changed Duncan in college because of him. They outlawed it. Okay. Not only that, the cap was shooting three pointers like Steph Curry with sky hooks. So stop, man. It, it would be, it would be Cap, Kobe, and Magic. In whatever spot, who if y'all don't want to put Shaq there, don't put him there. Put somebody else. Last word goes to John in Florida. John, we're up against it real quick. What do you got? 
George Mikan, Jerry West, Kareem Jabbar, Magic Johnson. George Mikan was the greatest Laker, five and six years. He was arguably the greatest player of the first 50 years. And, of course, Jerry West would have won four championships if he didn't play with a choking teammate. And, of course, Magic and Kareem. Thank you so much. Yeah, see, I'm with Coach Fizdale. I, I can't. They was dribbling with one hand. <laughs> you know how good that hand had to be, though? You know how good that right hand had to be, though? That's how they used to dribble. <laughs> Coach Fisdale did mention this morning that George Mikan was just from a previous generation. Yeah. Fisdale, our NBA Respects analyst. and everything, but no, nah, man, stop. Hey, but the cool thing is everybody gets to have their opinion. So hit us up, 888-ESPN. And obviously, once we go off the air at 10 <laughs> Eastern time, you can always hit us 24-7, 365 on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at KeyJ and Z. Still to come, the man who has scored more points in NBA history than any person ever, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, we rarely say this, but we save the best for last. This morning, welcome back to Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80. Jay will be back with us tomorrow, all morning long. We've been asking you for your Laker all-time Mount Rushmore, and pretty much every single person that called in had this man on their list. Key, you want to talk about, we talk about Indeed with resumes. You want to talk about resumes, basketball Hall of Famer, the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA, and the Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient four years ago. The legendary Kareem Abdul-Jabbar joins us this morning on the program. You are a resident Laker fan. Key, take it away. What's happening, Cap? How you doing? It's all good. How you doing, Keyshawn? I'm doing good, man. I, before we even get started, I want to ask you about the the social justice apparel line that you partnered with Mitchell and Ness on with your uh, foundation? Well, you know, I, I've been involved in uh, social justice issues my whole adult life, some 50-plus uh, years. And I wanted to, to share my thoughts with people, you know, drop knowledge on people about uh, what my thoughts were. So I, I found that uh, Mitchell and Ness was the perfect company to collaborate with, uh, They've been involved in it for a long time, and they do great work. And uh, we got uh, just a, a wonderful line of stuff out there. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be working with them. You can go to uh, KareemAbdulJabbar.com or MitchellAndNess.com and, and see what the line is all about. I think you'll, you'll really uh, 
you you really uh, enjoy it, and it's really comfortable stuff. It's uh, it wears well. How proud are you that the Lakers finally got to number seventeen in terms of the championships and tying up the Boston Celtics? I was real happy for uh, LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis, you know, because the, they've been out of sorts, you know, with, with, with the teams that they had been with. And they, they came to L.A. and it was a perfect uh, uh, pairing uh, uh, of two guys. Kind of reminds me of the way that uh, I teamed up with Magic, you know, it was a perfect pairing of uh, uh, someone with experience and uh, that, that fresh new blood that uh, makes everything work. Kareem, I got to ask you what you think about winning this championship in the year that we lost Kobe Bryant. Well, I, I think this is an incredible achievement. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a lot more than anything I did. I, I didn't have to go into isolation for three months, not see my family, not you know have my, uh, my meals done the way I'm, I'm used to it, uh, just having to be in total isolation, just me in my, my hotel room. I, I didn't have to contend with that. So... Uh, you know, what they had to deal with the uh, guarding their life, you know, you got to guard your life from this, this virus. It, it's it's that deadly. So, you know, they, they, they took a, on a, a big challenge and uh, they came through. So they have a lot to be proud of. When you look at the Lakers, you were a part of the Lakers organization as an assistant coach back in 09 and 2010 when they com- repeated as back-to-back champions. Do you see – this opportunity for AD and LeBron to repeat? Oh, yeah, they definitely can repeat. You know, they, uh, management is going to have to figure out uh, what holes to fill in, in, the, uh, in the lineup. But you, you have a wonderful core of guys, and uh, if you can keep them together, uh, no reason that they can't win a, a, another championship or two. Kareem, you mentioned you've been involved in social justice pretty much your entire your life. You go back to those legendary summits in Cleveland in the 60s and everything you've done. I mean, even what you're wearing right now with your clothing line, with the fists there from Mitchell and Ness. What did you make of this particular pairing of social justice and what we saw in the bubble from today's NBA superstars? Well, I, I like the way they're going about it. Uh, they have a plan. Uh they are they are rational, they they're patient, they're explaining to the American public what it's all about. Um, you know, the killing of, of Mr. Floyd during the summer really uh, was a, a big change in America because uh, all Americans saw what Black Americans have been contending with for 400 years, and uh, you know it, it was a, a moment of great opportunity. And you know, I, I hope we continue to to build on that and uh, get the reforms that we need so that uh, we, we don't have to go through all these tragedies. When you had an opportunity to see the, the NBA in the bubble, but the NBA as a league getting behind the players and putting the Black Lives Matter on the court and just sending a positive message, how did you feel about that? I, I'm total proud. I'm, I'm just proud of the NBA. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that we have uh, Mr. Silver at the head of the NBA, he knows what he's doing. And uh, we haven't had anything happen that uh, was out of line. And that, that's pretty incredible. You know, both uh, Major League Baseball, you know, they had a number of guys on the Marlins and a couple other teams uh, come up uh, COVID positive. That didn't happen in the NBA. Uh, you know, the, the NFL had guys, had, had a couple of teams that uh, had breakouts. 
but the NBA handled it very well and uh, it was able to, to pull off uh, a, a total tournament. I, I think that's uh, pretty amazing. And uh, like I said, they deserve credit for that. We've been having this conversation uh, all morning long on the show, Kareem, about the Lakers, Mount Rushmore, right? And so you're on it. You, you, you're on it. But there's three others that have to go on it. You, you, you're not going anywhere. You're cemented there. Um, what, what would be the other? What would be the other three to follow you? Jeez, that that's that's going to be really difficult. Because uh, you got to include Jerry West, Wilt, Elgin Baylor, Magic, uh, James Worthy, Kobe. <laughs> have, have I run out of names yet? Well, you know, I mean, and, and no. LeBron, uh, you got to make room for LeBron. So, you know. You got to make room for Shaq. It makes room for Shaq. There's too many guys there, you know. The, the Lakers have been so fortunate to, to attract all of that talent over the years, you know, starting with George Mikan and ending up now with LeBron and everybody in between. It, it's wonderful. And uh, what, Anthony Davis isn't going to be on that team? Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think in time, I think in time, I think in time, Anthony Davis certainly is going to get there um, because he, you know, he still has some years to go to catch up to your championships. He got us one, but he needs six to get to where you were. Well, you know that that's I think we'll enjoy seeing that unfold. You know that that's why we'll be down there at the Staples Center. You know, in our seats and watching AD take take the challenge, uh, take on the challenge. I think that's uh, I think that's wonderful. What? Let me ask you this, Kareem, before we let you go. What part of AD's game on the blocks he needs to improve on? Uh, I don't think he needs to. He has all the tools. They just got to learn how to use the tools the right way. Um, for example, in in this last game, they took out. Jeez, uh, uh, um, Dwight Howard. They took they took the Dwight, yeah. They they removed Dwight and put in Caruso because they had to get better defense on the perimeter. And that left Anthony in the middle and he had that he covered that all by himself. He he got the uh he got the defensive rebounds, he blocked shots, made it impossible for them to get those easy baskets around the hoop. And then they had uh, uh Caruso guarding Duncan and those other guys on the perimeter and it just took them out of their game. It was uh no contest, really. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. For more information on his social justice initiatives, like the captain said, KareemAbdulJabbar.com or MitchellAndNess.com. It was such a pleasure to have you on the program this morning. Thanks for spending a couple minutes with us. Thanks a lot, Cap. Great great talking with you, Keyshawn Zubin. Jay Will, you guys have a great week. Keep up the good work. All righty. Thank you. That's the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Nobody in the history of the 74 years of this association has ever scored more points than the man who just joined us. And I just want to mention one thing with Kareem. Got to start with that name if you're talking basketball. Right at the top. And the one thing I got to mention is people, you know, sometimes we go into the history vault and some people are like, you know, just keep it current. And I get all that. But this summit they had in 1967 in Cleveland, and this is something worth looking up. We can't get to it in detail here. But there was a summit for the Black Economic Union in June of 1967, mostly based around Muhammad Ali not wanting to go into the Vietnam War as a conscientious objector. But to get together with Ali, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, then known as Lou Alcindor, those three men in June of 1967 came together. And I am, just like what Kareem said, 
I love what the fellas are doing today. But the whole country, not the whole country, much of the country is behind them today, wanting to see and ready to see change. It was not that simple in 1967. I was born in 1978. I'm not going to sit there like I'm some historian. But I saw what happened to black Americans in the 60s and many groups in the 60s. For those three guys to come together, and especially for Ali to essentially put his future on the line, that Alcindor was there, Kareem was there for that speaks volumes it was a pleasure to have him here this morning no it's goosebumps right talking to him yes yeah it's like we talk to him, you got to be very delicate and careful because he's the cat right and it's just i don't know what else to say when you talk to you know for me when i talk to people like that of greatness mm-hmm. that came way before me and, and laid a foundation down that not only in sports but like you said you go all the way back to the 60s mm-hmm. what it what they were standing for in opening up the eyes of young black men and women across America to get them to understand the way things were is just crazy. Like you're talking to a living legend right now. I mean, you could really make an, you could make an argument that everything he did in basketball, the six titles, the five with the Lakers, the all-time leading scorer. And you're not I mean, even talking about college basketball. Yeah, what he did at UCLA, what he did in high school when he was amazing. He got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. A true impact on and off the court. Jay Will will be back tomorrow. Enjoy Tuesday night football. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.